0: today and I know that there's not anything that he can't do. (laughs) Brother Nichols talking about the ability of God. I don't I can talk about other people and I do but look at me. Only by the grace of God I stand here. And I hope that the little bit that I have to say will inspire you to believe that God would do for you what medical science and what the human family has written off as an impossibility, because nothing is impossible with God. Let me read in Luke chapter 2 and verse 41, beginning with verse 41, Luke chapter 2, verse 41, and I'm going to read several verses. Now his parents went went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast, and when They had fulfilled the days. As they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolks and acquaintances. And when they found him not, They turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wished ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the sayings which he spake unto them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. I'd like to talk to you just for a few minutes today on the subject on my daddy's side. Ooh. On my daddy's side. You can be seated. (coughs) I have a few questions I'd like to put to you and to this subject. And uh, these are some of the questions that the doctors. Intelligent men of that day, which was in the temple, was asking him when Mary and Joseph got back after their trip that they had left Jerusalem and uh, had gone a day's journey when they sought him among the crowd and that had gone up with them and he was not there. They sought him diligently. And then they returned and looked through the streets and finally back to the temple. And there they found him sitting with the doctors of the day. One of these questions was, how how old are you, son? And this was his answer. Well, on my mother's side, I'm 12. But on my daddy's side, I'm alpha and omega. I'm the beginning, and I'm the end. Then another question come up: uh, How do you know all of these medical questions? And again, his answer was, "Well, on my mother's side, I'm just a carpenter. But on my daddy's side, I'm the great physician, and I can tell you what is wrong." Where are you from, son? Well, on my mother's side, I was born in a stable. But on my daddy's side, a place called heaven. Lord, have mercy. What's your name, son? Well, on my mother's side, they call me Jesus. But on my daddy's side, I am that I am. (laughs) Lord have mercy. The physicians then asked him, do you ever plan to become a doctor and save lives? And his answer was, that's exactly what I have planned, but not like you think. I'm going to save lives. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Except you believe that I am he. He said you'll die in your sins. I know that uh, some of you have lost your jobs. And you think uh, maybe I've done the wrong thing. But, you know, on my daddy's side, uh, he has something to separate us because he wants to elevate us. And the world thinks I've got them when, you, when they take the rug right out from under you and leave you uh, flat of your back and you don't know how you're going to make it. But when Jesus steps in, he's got a job been waiting for you for a long time. and That job will supply your needs better than it's ever supplied them before. How, how many times have you been to the place where It looked like, well, the world has come to an end where I'm concerned, but God was only bringing you to a higher level and putting you in a place where only God could take care of you. Hallelujah. I know that at some point we have cancer in our bodies. On the world's side, that's the end of the story. But on my daddy's side, (laughs) that's where he does his best work. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you might uh, excuse me for making reference again. Uh, Just a few months ago, I was laying in MD Anderson, and there was no hope for me. Twelve doctors stood in my room, and they were shaking their head and said, we've done all we can do. When uh, my family brought me to MD Anderson, they first uh, was at another hospital, and uh, these doctors, by the way my body was responding, I I could not uh, understand what they were saying, and. Uh, everything was just going haywire everything that I tried to do I, I got to where I couldn't stand up and they thought I was on drugs and uh, they said they couldn't do anything for me and uh, the doctors would come in and said well uh, he is he is a perfect ex- example of someone who's been uh, overdosed and, but uh, when they checked me and begin to run tests they found out that there was never a drug in my body, but what they found was a mass from my chin all the way down to the lower abdomen, and then in a few days, I was at MD Anderson, and the doctors there said uh, to my family, uh, it's all over because this cancer has enveloped his entire body, and he can't make it, and then an the unconscious state, and uh, just in a short time, I had lost 75 pounds and I was going down. And there I lay unconscious in, in that room. And when the doctors walked out that morning about 2 o'clock, after they had said they had done all they could do, my grandson reached and got me by the hand and said, God, when they do all they can do, <laughs> then the father steps in. <laughs> And he said, Almighty God, I curse this cancer and I command it to leave this body. And I'm telling you today, you are in the right place. Because when you walk through these doors, if you believe what I'm telling you, you can walk out of here cancer free, sin free, and free from the chains of the world that might have you bound. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you you worried about a job and you, you, you don't know how you're going to make it financially, well, i got a God that's everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm often reminded of uh, a situation where I was preaching in Georgia several years ago. There was a man building a home mission church, and uh, he was struggling. Uh, he I applied for a loan, and... The loan officer come out there and told him, uh, or asked him, said, do you have anybody who can sign this note for you? He said, "Uh, no, sir, I don't. And they said, well, how do you expect to get a loan? And uh, you you have nobody. Here you are out here digging a footing for a uh, basement and how do you expect to build this? He said, "Well, uh, I, I I do have a heavenly father, and he owns a cattle of a thousand hills. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll put them up for uh, collateral." He said, "Well, you know we got to see the cows." And the man walked off, got in his car, and drove away. And the man kept digging the footing with that shovel. He, he didn't have a backhoe to dig it, he is digging it out by himself. After several weeks, that same man come back out and he said, um, I, I, I can't sleep. He said, uh, he said I've, I, I've got to help you some way or another. He said, well, all I can tell you is my father owns a cattle of a thousand hills." You know, your father may be dead broke. He may have borrowed money from you to go get a sandwich today. He he may not have anything to leave you. He may leave you without anything. But, you know, I got a hold of someone one time who could reach in and uh, remove all the problems that existed in a man's life. Oh, Lord. Well, I know he can. If I might refer back even further, it was 13 years ago, or 12 and a half years ago, when I was stricken with a terrifying stroke and down for the count. Um, That doctor looked at me that day and he took my Bible that I had laying on the side of my bed and he said, take this and put it where you can see it because you won't ever use it again. My Lord, I know you've heard me say this, but um, the God that I'm serving, he sees through different eyes than you and I see through. And when we think it's all over, hallelujah, you got to understand, I know a heavenly father. My mother and daddy couldn't do a lot for me, but the God that I serve, he can do all things. He can make a car run without a motor. He can put money in your hand that you don't have access to. He can he can bring healing to you when you don't have a chance. Hallelujah. He can take you and give you directions that you can that normally you would not have. And all of a sudden, he finds you standing in a heavenly visitation of the Holy Ghost when you kneel at an altar and the Holy Ghost comes on you. And then he picks you up and brings you to a new land where you don't think that it is impossible to live. Oh, my Lord. I'm talking about that great physician. I'm talking about the great physician. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You know, you can obey God, or or you cannot. God God does for the just and the unjust, and He He will help someone. You know, I, maybe this is a negative thing, but um, I, I was at this church a few years ago, and uh, God moved in a very special way. He. He healed cancer immediately. At the same time, he talked to someone that was on the wrong road. And maybe this seems negative, but I, I looked at a man sitting on the front seat right like right where this young man is sitting. And I, I walked up to him and I said, uh, are you doing all right? He said, well. Yes, sir, I am. And uh, I had noticed that he sang in the choir. I noticed that he sang a special song. I noticed that he sang in the quartet and with a trio. He was really involved. But I said, uh, The Lord told me that you're lacking. He said, Where? I said, you hate this pastor. He said, oh, oh, you're wrong. I said, no, I'm not wrong. I said, God wants you to get you ducks in a row. And he wants you to have love and respect for the pulpit. He said, well, I have that. I said, it's not what the Lord told me. He said, uh, Well, all I can say is you're wrong, sir. I said, well, you know, I've I've never met you before. I said, but uh, what's wrong with your feet? I said, the Lord just showed me you have jungle rot. You got it in Vietnam. And I said, "Uh, you can't even pull your shoes off when you get to the house. You have to put your shoes over in the tub and soak them. And then when your shoes get real wet, you have a hard time getting them off. And your feet are bleeding. And I says, and God could heal that, but he's got to first heal your soul. And if he can get a hold to your heart and you can start doing things right, it's not, it's not good enough just to lift your hands and act like you're really worshiping the Lord. It's got to come from the heart. And when it comes from the heart, the Lord looks at you in a different light than he looks at you under normal circumstances. Oh, hallelujah. I have seen people come to church and God healed them completely. I, I, I remember uh, I, I was preaching in this place and uh, this, this lady uh, back in the back. I noticed she he'd gotten up and she was on a walker and she was trying to get to the front and uh, I, I turned to someone I says does she need help and they said well I don't know don't know her and it took her about 20 minutes to get to the front she would move very slowly and she would move that walker up a little bit and she'd try to make another step and finally she got up there and uh, Someone told me she had been down for seven years, unable to walk. And someone told her if she come to church tonight, God would heal her. And I watched her. I preached while she tried to come down that aisle, and, and it took her 30 minutes. And you say, well, that's too long to preach anyway. Well, maybe so. And so <laughs> finally she got up there, and I said, what do you want, lady? She said, sir. I've not been able to walk now for seven years. I have, I have put forth every ounce of strength I got, and I don't even know that I can get back to where I was sitting. I said, oh, but you don't know what God's fixing to do. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, in the name of the Lord, receive your healing. And all of a sudden, she took that, that walker she was on and Slung it up in the air and took off running. She run around and around the building. Hallelujah. There was, there was a lawyer sitting there that, that night. And that, that lawyer come up to me and he said, uh, Preacher, someone told me if I come here tonight, I, c- I could receive my healing. I said, oh, well, I don't care what it is. Just receive it in Jesus' name. He said, well, uh, I, I'm due to be in Houston in the morning. I've, I'm due to have a quadruple bypass. I said, oh, you won't need that because God just healed you. I mean, I, that's the way I believe it. And some looked at me and said, well, Brother Warren, be careful what you're saying. You know, what if he didn't get healed?" I said, well, what if he did? Are you going to repent for questioning me? Are questioning the ability of God? The man said, well, sir, is it possible that you could drive to Houston tomorrow and uh, come visit me in the hospital? He said, my surgery's due for uh, first thing in the morning, and I've got to leave here tonight and drive the 200 miles to Houston so I can be there for 7 o'clock when I go in for surgery. Well, uh, that Next morning I got up and I I drove to Houston and I I got to uh, St. Luke Hospital and I walked in and I asked where the man was and so they told me and I finally found him and I walked in and he he was sitting on the side of the bed and uh, I said, when are you going to have surgery? He said, well, I've I've already been in and said, the the doctor, um, what's that famous heart doctor? Dr. Becky. yeah, he said um, he took me in and opened up my chest. And uh, when he did, this is what he said. And he was trying to explain it to me when Dr. Debecki walked in the room. Hallelujah. <laughs> and the man said, Dr. Debecki, this is the man I was telling you about. He said he prayed for me. And God healed me. And Dr. DeBecke turned to me and he said, Sir, I've done 10,000 of these operations. And he said, I only wish I could do one like I found in his chest. When I opened him up, there was four uh, bypasses. Now, God didn't have to do it that way, but... He knew Dr. Debecki was going to be looking on. He said, when I opened up his chest, I found four perfect bypasses coming around his heart and hooking back in around the blockage. And he said, I called all of my students from all over the hospital. I invited them in. And I, I said, I want you to look at this. He said, I only wish I had the ability to do it like that. Oh, Lord. I looked at Dr. Debecki and I said, well, sir, the God that I'm serving knows how to do it best. Hallelujah. You're good. And you have saved 10,000 people from dying because you, you got the ability to do these kind of heart transplants or, or moving uh, articles and, and opening up uh, blockages and you, you can do all of that, but my heavenly father, all he has to do is say, let it be and it is done. He can say to that cancer that's been gnawing away at you for some time, he can just say, let it be gone. And when you walk through those doors and get in your car, you may still have the, the results of the feeling that it's still there. But I'm telling you about a God, if you went to the hospital and they examined you, all of a sudden you would be well. Because God knows how to take care of all of those things. My Lord have mercy. So maybe I've been up here long enough. But I I, I want to introduce you to my father. Hallelujah. My daddy was a little short guy. My mother was a tall woman. Uh, my daddy was only five foot and seven inches tall. Uh, well, help me. <laughs> I know that voice. Heard it on the phone many times. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. What would God do for you right now? You know, uh, well, hey, sir. It's my good friends from Illinois. The God that I'm serving. Is fixing to do it right now. He, he hasn't fallen short on any of his abilities. And it doesn't matter how impossible that it seems where you're concerned, God can put a bone back together. Well, oh, I remember one, the they brought to me, and the bones were sticking out like that. Yes, sir. The, the arm was broken right along here, and the bones were sticking out. And, and uh, they said, Brother Bourne, we have a bad break. And I looked, at and I said, oh, my God, that's the worst break I've, I've seen. And the bones were sticking out, and where they fell. Uh, boy, you know, God can clean it up yes. and put it back yes. and not even leave a scar. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at the grass on the end of that thing. But when I just reached and I said, God, is anything too hard? And when I took my hand off, they, they, mm-hmm. Well, now <laughs> your father may not do that. But our Father, you know, I I, I love it, but it starts off like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us this day our daily bread as we forgive others who trespass against us. My Lord, God can take you before you get in your car and you'll be well and your job market tomorrow will be turned into a pot of gold because God will turn everything around for your concern. I'm glad that I know him like that. Oh, Lord, it's 12 o'clock if you're taking medicine. Is, is, I, is my watch right? What time did we start? Oh, I hadn't been up here an hour yet because y'all sung for 30 minutes. <laughs> no. I'm fixing to close. But God's fixing to close up the wound. You, know, you don't see it because he reached in through you. And he got a hold of that heart and he fixed it. He reached on down and got a hold of that kidney, and he, he massaged it. And all of a sudden, the cancer is gone from the kidney. And and he, he reaches down, and he'll, like he did two and a half weeks ago for that man in uh, Philadelphia, Mississippi, he, he grew his leg out while he was asleep that night. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and the man who was sitting on the third seat that uh, never Never had an eye I see. It was his right eye. Never had been there. Just just a glob. But God, while while the service was going on, my Lord, all of a sudden he began to scream. I see, I see, I see. Because an iris had popped out. (laughs) 73 years without an eyeball. And God created it while the service was going on. Hallelujah. You know, you may do it one way and the doctor may may have the ability uh to take a take the eye and shave it down in five layers and cause five people to be able to see like he did in denver colorado i i, I was there and and uh when my grandson was in the hospital and this this uh, child had died and uh the parents had signed up that they would donate, and the the body parts. And uh, I, I was there that morning in my grandson's room, and uh, caused quite a stir that day, because uh, I had put up a sign in the room, "We'll worship for a miracle." And uh, the R.N. come in and she said that sign's got to go. And I said, don't take that sign down, lady. And she said, I'm taking it down because we can't have that in this hospital. And uh, caused quite a commotion and it wasn't long that the uh, chief of staff of the hospital was called in and he walked in and uh, he said, what's the problem? And she said, this man has put a sign on the wall here we'll worship for a miracle and we don't allow that and the sign's got to go. And uh, he, he looked at me and looked at them and looked at the sign and finally said, well, um, leave it alone. Just, just just leave it alone. And I said, well, thank you, doctor. And he walked out and I walked out and I went up to the cafeteria and, and I was in one line and I looked, and that doctor was in the other line coming across, and I, I, I told the cashier, I said, I want to pay for that doctor's uh, breakfast this morning. And She said, do you know who he is? I said, no, I don't, but that don't matter if I want to pay for it. Just take my money. <laughs> she said, you don't know who he is? I said, lady, I told you I didn't know who he was. How many times have I got to tell you that? <laughs> you know, I was getting a little bit, like some of you were on the way to church this morning. (laughs) Anyway, when I come through the line, I I started to find a seat and and this doctor said, sir, could you come sit with me? And I said, well, sure. And I thought, boy, I guess he's gonna tell me, uh, he's gonna leave that sign there for another couple of hours and they gotta take it down. But I, I sit down, he said, do you know who I am? I said, no, sir. He said, you, you've never met me? I said, not to my knowledge. He said, you know me. I said, I don't think so. I said, uh, I, if I do, I don't. I, I looked at him again. I said, sir, I'm sorry. He said, let me tell you who I am. <coughs> he revival in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I was 16 years old. And I got the baptism of the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Hallelujah. He said, I went on and got my doctor's degree. And now I'm the chief of staff of this hospital. And I started weeping. And he looked at me and he said, Sir, I'm fixing to go up. And I'm going to be in the operating room for 26 hours. Because we're doing major... Uh, surgeries and the implantation of uh, a heart, two lungs, five people are going to get eyes today. Someone's going to get a liver. And he, he started naming it, and he started weeping. And he said, could you go with me up to the hospital operating room? And I said, well, yes, sir, I will. And by the time I, I hadn't eaten and I couldn't eat then, I was, I was full. And I, I walked up with him to the operating room. And he 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 washed up and he had his hands like this. He said, I'm fixing to go in and this is as far as you can go, but please lay hands on me and pray for me. Yeah. And I laid hands on him and tears was running down his face and tears was running down my face and I walked out of that area, and I walked into the large waiting room, which was about four times or five times bigger than this room, and I I saw people in groups, and so I I walked up to one group, and I heard them saying, our baby's going to get an eye today, and tears was running down their face, and I, I walked up to another group, and just slowly walking like this, and and uh, there was a Catholic uh, priest and nun standing there with uh, a group, and they were holding hands, and they they reached out and said, "Sir, just join hands with us." And so I, I got in their circle, and, and uh, uh, this this priest said, uh, "Our our baby's getting hurt. and uh, and they started weeping, and uh, I. After they had prayed, and I, I, I walked on, and I heard one say, "Our baby's getting along," and and I, I walked around, and there was about fifty groups. Each of those fifty was having a miracle done. I'm telling you, you don't even have to be at the hospital this morning, <laughs> this afternoon because what God wants to do for you, He don't need a doctor's hand because he is the doctor of all doctors. You can reach down and take that and cast it aside and you don't ever have to worry again because God takes care of his regular customers. And since you are a regular customer here today, you have rights that other people don't. I'm trembling from the inside to the outside today because I feel that virtue touching you out there. The same Holy Ghost that's touching me, Brother Nichols, is touching someone out there. Maybe you could just walk down this aisle, not for healing, but for thanksgiving, because God has already touched your body. I mean, you don't have to stay long, but just just in honor for what God has done for you already in this service, you just want to come down and just give thanks to God. For what he's done on this Sunday morning here in New Albany, Indiana. And if he's done something special for you, you owe him some praise and gratitude. And so it would not hurt that you lifted your hands and thanked him.
1: For you have never found me yet Your promise still stands Great is your faithful
0: just give him thanks your promise give still him thanks.
1: stands great is your faithfulness just give him thanks faithfulness just give him thanks I'm still in your hands this is my confidence you never fail your promise still stands great is your